Hi, everyone, and welcome to Millennium Live, our digital diary podcast. We sit down with the top C-suite executives and talk all things digital transformation. We have a special guest on today's podcast episode. One of our latest transformational CMO keynote speakers, Maggie Chan Jones, sat down with Millennium Live to discuss everything from transforming the brand of SAP while she was their global CMO, best practices for getting on a board, leadership as a female executive, and of course, her company Tenshi, a startup with a mission to advance gender diversity and leadership through executive coaching. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Maggie Chan Jones, the founder and CEO at Tenshi. Hi, Maggie. Thanks for being here. Well, thanks so much for having me, Kara. So for everyone listening, Maggie was our keynote speaker at our transformational CMO assembly earlier this year. Um, it was a great assembly. We had Wharton Academics, uh, of course, the marketing hub. Um, we had executives from White Castle and Payless and Cintas Corporation. And at the end of the day, Maggie came on stage and did a fabulous keynote um, from uh, conversations of CMO to entrepreneurship. So I want to jump into that. But first, Tell our sure. listeners, tell a little bit about yourself, um, how how you got to, you know, the path from CMO, CMO to entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I would say that path was kind of unexpected. It was, you know, I always tell people about, you know, it's important for you to think about your career roadmap, knowing what, where you want to go. And I always wanted to become a CMO because I had a 20 year of, you know, marketing career. But I was like, OK, after CMO, what do I do next? I, I never really thought about that. So it was kind of I see myself as an accidental entrepreneur, um, really, because I never thought that was going to be my path. But what it boils down to was after, you know, after the 20 year of corporate experience in tech, one of the things that has really been a passionate topic of mine is diversity and inclusion. Um, you know, in corporate America, only 20% of the C-suite are women and only 4% are women of color. So I wow. very often walk into a room, a boardroom, and, you know, either I'm the only woman or I'm the only woman of color. So I really want to change that. Um, so it was, you know, it was one day in September of 2017, I was speaking with a class of um a class of executive MBA at Cornell University, my alma mater. And people were like, you know, Maggie, you have such an amazing career with coaches, mentors, and sponsors, a big part of your growth. And I said, absolutely, all of above. You need all of them to support your career. Sure. And, um, and that got me a light bulb moment. I'm like, yeah, I have a great coach that have been with me, working with me for the past, you know, eight years. And I wish more women would have that um, as they continue to grow their career. So I started Tenshi. Um, Tenshi stands for angels in Japanese because I really believe that all of us need angels on our side to help us grow. Um, that's kind of how I got into entrepreneurship. Wow. So was there um, a connection? I'm going to go back a step with your past life. Sure. <laughs> uh, was there a connection with being the first female CMO at SAP to then starting Tenchi? Was there any connection there? I don't think there was a direct correlation, but you, but at the same time, because I spent my entire career in tech, 
tech is a very male-dominated industry. And I really believe that, you know, where there is a will, there is a way. And I really credit all these sponsors that I've had in my career, my mentors and my coach. And you need to have your personal board of directors to help you to think through, you know, your career and challenges and leadership lessons and all those things. Sure. That makes a lot of sense. So what would you say is the major tool that Tenchi is providing young women trying to enter any professional field, whether it's marketing or security? Um, how should they go about about corporate leadership? What, what you know, are they thinking about? Yeah, <laughs> I get that question a lot. And first and foremost, I think especially for women who are early in their career, it's almost like you cannot make a wrong choice because there's so many things that you can learn. It's really about building your competencies and developing d different skills. And more importantly, is getting to know yourself, knowing what excite you and what not. And so, you know, really follow that passion. And over time, one of the things that I personally benefited from, and we certainly use that at, at Tenshi, is a career ro roadmap. Having a career roadmap is helping you to think directionally where you want to go and helping you to be intentional in the steps that you take and in the roles that you take. And this is something I think is very important. And of course, you know, at Tenshi, we provide executive and career coaching. I personally really believe that having a coach is super helpful to help you being held accountable and keeping you focused as well. And I assume that this could be young women entering the workforce, people of established careers, is it really across the board? Across the board. Um, I started working with Mary, my coach, when I was the director of marketing at Microsoft. And mm -hmm. I continue to work with Mary through my corporate career and even now. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so I, I want to switch back to the marketing side for just a little bit because people really love your story. Oh, thank um, you. And so marketers of all levels are understanding a strong brand has to begin with purpose. So what did it take for you to transform the SAP brand, um, you know, what should marketers today really be focusing on? You know, I think of any brand, when you think about it, are really around three things. One is you mentioned about purpose. Some companies may say, hey, you know, I'm a for-profit organization. Why do I need to have a purpose? And, and it is so important that to really know, even for-profit organizations, is to think about why should your company exist? Mm -hmm. And what purpose does it serve? And especially now with millennials and Gen Z coming into the workplace, people want to work for a company that is purposeful. Right. So you want to really understand what truly differentiate you as a company compared to all the other companies that, you know, in this market that talents can go to and also customers can choose from. Second is for marketers, we also need to think about how do you tie in from you know that big brand message to okay what what does it take to drive demand and how does it connect to revenue because having a brand is important at the same time you know, companies are looking for growth so how do you connect the dots to make sure that you are not just leaving you know with a big brand campaign without the follow on and then finally it's really about people the campaign or market, you know, marketing campaign needs to start from within. 
when your best ambassadors are the people who work in the company, so how do you enroll them to become your ambassadors? And so that when you launch a campaign, as an example, that you know you really multiply that impact. Right. Right. And I'm sure at Tenchi, um, kind of on the marketing side, everyone I'm sure is very <laughs> into the message because it is such an important message. Um, so that makes a lot of sense to really putting purpose to it. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, Kara, to that point, I think it is even more important to have that purpose in a startup because as a startup, you don't have a lot of resources. You probably won't be able to pay people that big companies can. So what you have is that mission, is that purpose that you have that really entice people to want to work in your company. Sure, that makes a ton of sense. So you did an interview a little while ago commenting on uh, the somewhat newer California law that was passed about how the state is now requiring companies to include at least one woman on the board. By the Um, end of this year. That's fabulous. Yes. (laughs) So what type of results are going to come from this? What, What are you thinking here? I think what we are seeing now already is definitely an increase on number of inquiries that women board, you know, candidates are having. And in addition to that is we also, you know, in 2018, we see a record number of women getting on boards, including their first board as well. So I think what is great about, you know, the California law is A, it drives awareness. B, is it also drives urgency that, you know, companies can no longer say, well, you know, yes, diversity is important, but how about we just do focus on that the next time? Like, no, you got to do it now. Sure. So how, when will other states hop on board with this? I hope I don't soon. know if you have the answer. I but. know. <laughs> I hope soon. And especially, you know, with us being here in New York, I would love to see New yeah. York being the second one. Maybe we'll be next. <laughs> I hope so. So speaking of boards, um, you recently joined a board of Vast, which is a global leader in cybersecurity products. Hopefully you're not the only woman on the board. No, I'm not. And I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, um, We have three women on the board. Great. Yes, that's great. So how should executives be approaching diversity and inclusion? Speaking of of that, (laughs) um, four out of five CEOs have declared gender diversity as a priority. So it it sounds like there might not be as much traction with that right now. So um, how should we be going about this? I think first and foremost is really having a champion, um, you know, to your point that four out of five CEOs in the U.S. Com- U- of U.S. companies are saying that this is important. So that's a good start because it, that message has to come from the top. At the same time, you really have to activate the entire company to see the benefits of it. I think we already passed a point where, you know, people debating whether diversity really helped drive business growth because there are enough studies to show that companies that have 30% or more women um, or more diversity that their, their business is actually doing better. So technically, you know, in a way, this is really a competitive advantage. So the question become, okay, how do you really drive traction? I mean, some companies set a target. Um, some companies set goals or, you know, really encouraging employees to really look at how they think about that, um, that recruitment phase. At the same time, 
I really believe that inclusion is the piece that really make people stay. So driving retention, you're gonna need to not only just hiring the right people, but getting really getting them involved in in that process. So it's gonna be interesting to see where this all goes because it sounds like it's just the beginning. And uh, I know, I know, it's an exciting time though. <laughs> it is an exciting time because you know I I, I think what the whole Me Too movement also brought in is the awareness that we need to have more diversity at the top level and across the company to really make a difference. Sure. So to kind of bring it all back here, um, you came to our Millennium Alliance Assembly and you got to interact with our attendees and give your talk. And so I'm curious, um, you know, what what excited you the most about working with Millennium Alliance and what was your response from, from being on site with us? I think first and foremost is that intimate setting. And, you know, it's a relatively small group of, you know, executives like CMOs, CEOs, and you can really have a safe environment to have a dialogue. And, you know, even that night after my keynote, it was after dinner, we were still continuing the conversation with many um, folks at the at the event and really talking about a wide range of topics from, you know, where AI is going in the marketing space to, you know, how do we really think about, you know, recruiting talents or, you know, diversity and inclusion side of the house. So I, I really believe that the connection, the community is really the key. That's well, that's great to hear. And that's what we're going for. Good. <laughs> um, so I want to thank you so much for being here. And we're we're so looking forward to seeing where Tenshi is going to head. So this is uh, an exciting time, like I said, and it was it was great to have you. Thank you so much, Kara. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to listen and subscribe to our podcast exclusively on iTunes and SoundCloud to get the inside scoop from top execs in the world of digital transformation. Our next CMO assembly takes place on November 12th and 13th, 2019. Head on over to mill-all.com for more information.